0: in keeping with what we've done uh, the last uh, couple of celebrations. We've got some special guests with us. um, But I wanted to start by just celebrating uh, some of the service uh, that's happened through your lives, uh, through the community of Lebanon Christian Church. I read this week as I was studying the spiritual discipline of service how uh, someone said that service is the vehicle that God uses uh, to bring his presence uh, near To people. This service is the vehicle that God uses to bring his presence near. And I just, I love that image. I think of travel. If you're going to go from one destination from where you are uh, to somewhere else to where you want to be, you're going to be transported by some form of transportation, whether that's bus, bicycle, car, plane, train, boat, whatever it is, that vehicle is going to move you from one place to the other. And God uses us as a vehicle to bring his tangible presence, his peace, his power, uh, his, his, his wonderful joy, his love, to bring that to other people. He brings his transforming power nearer to people, his presence nearer to people, the kingdom of God nearer to people through our lives as we serve, as we leverage our gifts, our talents, our abilities for him. Other people come to know and experience the beauty, the mystery, the power, the, the life-changing uh, joy of who Jesus is. So service is a vehicle And we have so many at Lebanon Christian Church. That have been engaged in our history in serving, and many that are serving right now. And I just wanna celebrate some of that. Uh, we've been ha- using this hashtag for the last, oh, probably three months or so, most of this quarter, intentionally leading up to this day. It just had the hashtag is caught serving, all right? And so we've been trying to encourage others to take pictures as they're in their ministry environments, they're doing things, and to post them to social media. And, and, and our Hannah, one of our, our office staff, has been intentionally taking pictures just to highlight how so many are, are serving, and, and I'm going to share with you just a few of what are hundreds of servants at Lebanon Christian Church, so it's just a sampling, but it's just something to celebrate, and so I want to show you a few picture collages. The first uh, highlights uh, some really neat things. The larger picture on your left is of one of our men in the church who's uh, in his 70s, who willingly not only serves in guest services but also serves uh, our students on a weekly basis and then serves at the camp like in this picture during high school week. Uh, A really cool part of that story is that now he's leading the junior high boys life group alongside his grandson uh, who has already graduated college in the student ministry. Not only do they serve but his daughter and son-in-law serve as well. So that's a really cool story packaged there. Uh, In the top right is a group that was serving just yesterday at the Shalom House, a local ministry that helps with people who have food insecurities, and they provide meals a couple days a week. Uh, In the bottom corner is a group that's involved in what we call a preschool ministry strategy team, and they help plan and prepare and execute uh, ministry uh, for our preschoolers. If you look at the next side, there's a collection of people that are serving, actively serving in our preschool ministries from multiple generations. Uh, The slide after that has students that are in college, high school, and middle school, who are all serving this summer uh, for one of our uh, children's events, this outdoor water activity thing. I think that's just a really cool picture because you see students uh, from multiple uh, classes, uh, again, college, high school, and junior high, all all serving um, our children. That's just super cool to me. Uh, The next picture is of uh, men and women who serve behind the scenes at Lebanon Christian Church and just provide countless hours of, of serving. Uh, the next picture, I think, is the last one I have. I love this. On the, on the left, I think, if I can get my eyes right, uh, on, on the left is one of our high school students who, at her week of camp, in addition to learning, was serving by writing encouraging messages and using her gifts uh, to provide encouragement to people around her. And then in the center picture, uh, we have two of our check-in hosts Uh, And there's a little boy in front of them who's not their child, uh, but a child of a family in our church who takes very seriously his role uh, in guest services to welcome children week after week after week. So serious, like he has the shirt and everything to go with it, like he is engaged. Uh, And then the final picture you see there is one of the gentlemen, just one of 35 different people who serve with our um, crew on the Habitat Faith Build this week. And so those are just examples of people who have been caught serving uh, just over the last three months. And, and many of you serve and your pictures aren't there, um, not because you don't matter, but because there's not time. Uh, but we want to celebrate that service. Do you know that on a given weekend, our average weekend, two worship experiences, It requires 141 different serving roles to be filled if we're doing that in an optimal way. Like if we have the right number of servants in every area accomplishing everything, you can see some of those statistics in your celebration guide, it requires 141 people serving in in serving roles. And that's just Sunday morning. That's just our weekend experiences. It's just our weekend environments. It doesn't count what has to take place on our grounds mowing and trimming and spraying weed killer. It doesn't count what takes place in our facility and our special repair projects. It doesn't count what takes place uh, in, in some of our other ministries where that's leading a life group, providing childcare for a life group. It doesn't count some of the short burst things like uh, packing boxes for Operation Christmas Child or packing big boxes to be loaded up and shipped or packing meals for Ides or making dresses for dress a girl. It doesn't include any of those things and a host of others. And through all these servants, we hope to be the vehicle that brings the tangible presence of Christ near. I wanna do something, if you'll participate with me for a moment. I want you, if you in the last three months have served intentionally for King Jesus in any way, whether that's with Lebanon Christian Church with one of our local partners, whether you have helped lead a life group, you've helped mow the grass one time, you've helped trim weeds, you've helped spray weed killer, whether you've helped organize a children's classroom, you've served on a Sunday morning, you've been in guest services, you've helped at Shalom House, you've volunteered with Boone County Mentoring. If you have served King Jesus in any way intentionally, would you stand up? I just want you to look around the room and some of you I know are serving and you're not standing because you're just those people who don't like to follow directions and that's okay. Um, But just look how many people are serving. Guys, you can sit down. That's incredible. Can we give God a round of applause for people leveraging their lives? God uses our service, whether it's sliding sliders on a soundboard or changing diapers or mowing soggy grass in July, he uses all of those things to bring the tangible presence of himself nearer to people. As we serve him, others encounter him, are changed by him, change to the point that they end up serving other people as well. As we serve, God's grace that we've experienced is activated in us that other might, others might experience it as well. I love these words from First Peter. 1 Peter chapter 4, uh, if you were with us during our look at the discipline of hospitality, then you may recall this passage. Uh, tucked in after he talks about hospitality are these words on serving. He says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Uh, th- this verse is pretty incredible. The word gift there is the Greek word charisma. When you look at the front end of that word, there's a word called charis, charisma, charisma. It's a gift of grace. Charis is the Greek word for grace, God's unmerited favor. We are gifts of God's favor that each of us have. Some have more that we get to use, our talents, our abilities, our skills that God allows us to use to help bring his presence nearer to other people, and they're so varied. We'll look at that in a a few weeks. We'll look at some of the variety among the gifts that God's given his people. But we each have gifts of his grace. For what purpose? So we can serve others, and as we faithfully steward that grace, things are changed. So God gives us grace to extend his grace, and the world is changed. Uh, And that's not just hyperbole. The world is changed. One of my favorite parts of our quarterly celebrations is having some of our strategic partners represented and they get to share with you how God is using Lebanon Christian Church and his body around the world uh, to make a difference. As we give generously, as we sometimes serve alongside of them, as his body throughout the world serves, funded by your support, God continues to bring his presence near. And so uh, two of our strategic partners are here today, Jeff Kuhn from Fame and Tom Sears from TCM. Tom's a part of our Lebanon Christian Church family. They worship with us regularly. Uh, They're gonna take a couple turns here sharing about what God is doing around the world. Um, Would you welcome Jeff, please? Nagwa
1: Wu is a 10 year old little boy who was just trying to take care of his family with his brother and do something that he'd seen his dad do before, and he was going to get some honey for the family. And um, this is in the foothills of the Himalayas in northern Myanmar. And so he went up a little bit further from their village into the where he knew that he had seen a beehive, and so he was going to smoke them out uh, to get the honey and chase the bees away. But he didn't really pay close attention because he and his little brother were there, and they used kerosene instead. They used gasoline instead of kerosene, and there's a big ball of fire from what they tried to start, and it burned Wu's legs so much it was drawn up. His muscles and everything were all burnt to a point that he, he couldn't even bend his leg. His mom tried some remedies that they had there, but there was nothing because there was no health care of any kind in their village. But his mom had heard that a FAME short term team was in a village that she knew where it was. And so, here in the foothills of the Himalaya Mountains, they got acquired a, uh, a one. Um, Uh, crutch that he was able to use and they began to walk the first morning they got up real early and he and his mom walked the first day along the jungle trails and the mountain trails and they paused and slept that night they walked the next day on the mountain trails and and slept that night and they did that for seven days they walked every day to um, get to the village that she'd heard where there was a team was. Well, on the end of the seventh day, they arrived at the river where they got in a motorized canoe that they rode the whole day in the motorized canoe where they got out, they spent the night, and they got in the back of a pickup truck and rode in the back of a pickup truck. And if you've ever been in the back of a pickup truck in a 3rd world country, that's you and 27 people and 15 chickens. I mean, it's it's a lot of people in there, and he rode in that kind of truck. Then to get to the village where Fame's short-term team had been. Now, I've said a few times as a short-term team because if you were adding it up, they've now traveled for nine days to get to the village where our team had been, and our team was long gone because our teams go places for a week or less. But the partner there made connections with us. We sent the money. They were able to then help to fly him to Yangon, where he had a surgery, he was cared for, his leg was completely repaired and healed, and he was doing great. Now, why do I make sure you tell that story? That isn't our normal pattern to send money to, ma- to have people fly to a major city. Our main goal is to provide healthcare access in areas where there is none. But what a contrast to you and I. They traveled for nine days to get to the village that only had a week of health care. I live on the south side of Indianapolis. My wife and I live there. And and, um, we, our family and I, when I go to the FAME's headquarters up in Indianapolis, um, it's 18 miles from my house to FAME's headquarters. I pass 11 emergency rooms or urgent care centers. What a contrast of the access to health care that is lacking around the world. 400 million people have no access to health care in a reasonable travel time. Sometimes it's weeks to be able to get there. Sometimes it's days to get there. And so what FAME does on your behalf is, is a medical evangelism partner of you is on your behalf, what we do is come alongside global partners who are able to then provide access to healthcare that opens the door for access to the gospel. It's When we gather together often and we pray for one another, we pray for our health needs often, don't we? We'll get a prayer list, and, and it has a lot of health needs. Why? Because there's an openness we have to help and assistance and to God when our physical needs are being met. And so just like Jesus, fame comes alongside you and to be able to provide access to health care like Jesus did by healing people so that people's hearts can be open to have access to the gospel. Well, we do that for you and on your behalf, and we have for decades because of your partnership and support in three different key ways. I want to just tell you a couple stories about. The first key way we do that is that we help give grants for um, sustainable projects to our global partners. Matter of fact, uh, we do that around the world, and I'll tell you how many different places, but I want you to know that we do this one person in one place at a time, Tuesday, I was in Mexico, in the mountains south of Monterey and Saltillo, and was there with two doctor friends of mine, Dr. Esley and Dr. Sandy Fuentes, husband and wife couple, both medical doctors, grew up in this, he grew up in this villages where I visited, and she grew up in Bolivia. They met in medical school in Cuba. Only God could pull that off, right? I mean, what an amazing combination. These two medical providers could be doing things around the world anywhere they want. Matter of fact, Dr. Estley is actually a U.S. citizen. His parents were in Texas when he was born. He could do medical care anywhere he wants, but he is serving in a valley that is that when you stand on the hill of this valley, you can see 20 miles to the end of one valley and 20 miles to the other end of the valley. There's massive mountain ranges in Mexico where they serve. And in this valley, there are nearly 20,000 people in 17 different villages. And the villages have 300 people and 600 people and thousands of people in these villages. And they have begun clinics in five of those villages that fame has helped to send the medical equipment and supplies there for them to start those. And we currently, what I went to visit was a hospital that's under construction. And this hospital that's under construction is going to be the only hospital for a county. Now, a county there is a region that's between two states in Mexico, and there's 21,000 people, and there is no hospital and no clinics except for the ones that God has provided through fame's partnership with you and other churches and individuals like you. And so they're there serving, and we were able to be at one of the clinics where they're serving, and as we were talking with some of them, I was was talking with some people. One of them had driven an hour and a half in a borrowed pickup truck. They were riding with a friend that gave them a ride because 70% of the people have no vehicles of any kind. They have burrows and donkeys and horses. And so... They traveled an hour and a half in a pickup truck to get to this clinic from this clinic where we were it is another hour and a half to get to the city where the next doctors are and that's just that's just five hours from San Antonio Texas driving and so we have these opportunities to partner with people around the world that opens the door for the gospel as they build this hospital and clinic uh, there's a there's a Schematic drawing that we have of what it's going to look like. We walked through and saw the, the curved walls and everything that's there. What's next is for us that we're doing in partnership with people here in the States is to get the, this, the roof on top of this. So we can get the electric done and so they can have this place to serve people. Because we, last year, famed global partners, including the Essleys, we served in 43 countries. Isn't that amazing? 73 different missions partners. Some of them are in the same country. Haiti has a few and others have a few. 73 different global partners. And we know that over a million people heard the gospel because of partnership with you. A million people heard the gospel and were treated in the name of Jesus. And here's the thing, our global partners, this isn't just some random number they're guessing at. We asked them for a list of people that they could tell us their name. And that's a million people have been impacted by you in this last season. How does that happen? That happens by us helping give grants for these facilities. The second way it happens is sending medical equipment supplies. You guys have been part of this. We collect over-the-counter medicines. We take those, and we send those around the world. As those get collected and gathered like you have done, we send those around the world. But we also acquire medical equipment supplies here in the States that goes. Just recently, because of COVID, we found out that a... uh, partner in Zimbabwe. His name is Dr. Bungu. I like telling the story just because I like saying his name, Zindoga Bungu. That's just a fun name to say. So Dr. Bungu was, and he, he was telling me that he was doing his rounds right after it just opened back up using an, where the girls were gonna have an ultrasound that they had um, They had um, the pregnant women who were coming. And one of the girls pulled him aside and said, Dr. Bungu, do you remember me? And he said, I don't remember you at all. What's your name? And re- help me remember. She said, 29 years ago, I was born. It's a condition that part of the organs are outside of their body. And uh, he, he said, I was born that way and you did the surgery on on me and I'm now here to have an ultrasound because I'm expecting baby. I hope you'll deliver my baby too. It's so almost 30 years of partnership we've had with them by providing things like ultrasound equipment and machinery for to meet this girl. Her name was Praise is what they named her and uh, the Dr. Bungu got to see this year. So we send equipment like that and it's because of partnership with people like you that give but it's also sometimes it's connections. Sometimes it's just Telling us about a story about the right person in the right place. I had a friend say to me, a business friend of mine, said to me, hey, there's a facility just off 86th Street, northwest part of Indianapolis on West 86, that was just acquired by a counseling ministry, and they have some medical equipment in there. You ought to go check it out. So I did. They didn't have some medical equipment in there. It was a surgery center that failed to open. had brand new equipment for four surgical suites. Now, what that means is all the lights and equipment and everything that goes with the surgical suite, and I talked to the gentleman there, and they didn't know what they are going to do with it, so they gave it to fame millions of dollars of equipment well I was in the September of 2019 in August of 2019 I didn't know that Barry Reed our missions resource guy had gotten a request from a partner in Mozambique that's that little country South Africa that just off the coast of it is Madagascar we're down in that area And in Mozambique, in 2003, they started to build a building. They worked the time being debt-free, built a little bit of time, a little bit of time, 2003, four, five, they kept building. And in the summer of 2019, they got into the place that they contacted Barry, our missions resource guy, and said, do you have access to any surgical suites, the lights and everything? And he said, no. Three weeks later, he called them back and said, I've got four. And God provided us to build in the fall of 2019 to ship the equipment that they needed to open as a surgery center in Mozambique, a vision that had started 2003. Well, the story gets even deeper because we shipped it to them in the fall of 2019. In March of 2020, you remember what happened that month to us, right? March of 2020, they had a government inspector coming through the building and saying, can we... uh, We approved for you to be open. This looks great. Everything's great. But do you think that if this, you know, this pandemic thing that's happening around the world comes our direction, would you be able to be any kind of a care center for COVID patients? They said, well, we'll see if we can get the equipment and supplies. So they contacted us. We shipped all the oxygen equipment and supplies that they needed to be able to get there. And they were able to open as a COVID treatment center by April of 2020. In June of 2020, we found out that they weren't a COVID treatment center. For a city of 1.5 million people, they were the COVID treatment center in that whole region. God began that with someone saying to me, I know about some medical equipment supplies that you might be interested in. God can use you as connection and serving and partnership in so many ways that God can do. Matter of fact, Friday, Laura Tucker, who attends here and is part of FAME's team now, and my coworker, just sent a check to people in Myanmar to buy oxygen equipment to treat a new outbreak that's there. Constantly, because of partnership, we're able to do that. The third thing we do is we do send teams around the world Obviously, I haven't sent any very many times recently, but we sent. We have teams going this year. gonna look on our website and see how short-term teams go and treat people in the name of Jesus. Open the door for a global partner in a new place, new village, new area, to share the gospel with people because we come alongside global partners on your behalf to give access to health care that opens the access to the gospel. And we do this because it's just what Jesus did. The crowd that was at the Sermon on the Mount is told who the crowd was in the verses before it in Matthew chapter four. It says that Jesus was preaching good news, disease and sickness of the people were being healed, every one of them among the people. And a large crowds gathered and he sat down and began to teach them what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Who heard the good news that day? It was the people whose physical needs had been met so that they could hear the good news of Jesus. That's what you're doing by partnering with fame in every way that you do.
2: Country of Belarus is located in Eastern Europe. You can see on the map here, borders Russia, Ukraine, Poland, Latvia, Lithuania. There's about 10 million people that live in Belarus, and there's, it's less than 2% uh, claimed to be evangelical Christians. As you can imagine, during uh, the Cold War era, the country of Belarus was definitely in that Soviet bloc era. And the native Christians that lived in Belarus experienced more than their fair share of persecution and hardships for being Christians. It was during this time that TCM, the organization that Lebanon Christian Church has been partnered with for many years, was doing things like bringing Bibles to the Belarusian Christians, as well as many other nations and Christians that were underground, part of the underground church during this time, doing things like bringing Bibles a Christian radio broadcast, and doing other types of benevolent ministry. Well, the fall of the Berlin Wall that came later kind of ended this whole time, so to speak, and this brought hope for the Christians, and they went from underground to above ground now. And it was this time in TCM's history where they shifted from benevolence work to the training of the native Christian leaders who live and work in these areas to bring Jesus to their own people. But it was during this time that something interesting happened to the country of Belarus, or I should say a few interesting things didn't happen. Let's take their flag, for example. Other countries that were in very similar situations to Belarus that were under Soviet control, but then released back to their own control after the fall of the Berlin Wall, like Estonia. They went from the Soviet flag of Estonia, and then they went back and adopted their own national flag. And this is what it is today, the country of Estonia. Take one of the many other countries, like Tajikistan that was under soviet rule they went from their soviet flag and then after the fall of the berlin wall went back to their national flag of tajikistan but then you get to belarus and you see their soviet flag but then not much changes take another thing for example we've always we've all heard stories of the secret police the kgb you know, or maybe they were in James Bond movies and such that, 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 we, that we hear of. And this secret police that were oftentimes the physical uh, arm of the government that was responsible for carrying out the persecution of Christians and the persecution of, of a lot more things than just Christianity. Of course, once these, once communism collapsed, uh, the KGB was dissolved and it was no more in every single country except for Belarus where the KGB is still uh, active today there. Shortly after the fall of the Berlin Wall, their Belarus, the Belarus first president, Alexander Lukashenko, came to power. And just like the many other countries who've had a president, they serve their term, and then a new country, this guy has still been in charge from that time until now. Still the president, but by changing laws and rigging elections, has remained in power, and it's not surprising why Belarus is now known as Europe's last dictatorship. Now, I'm going to give you an example of two TCM Belarusian graduates, and uh, I know this service is being live streamed, but we're not going to show any of this stuff on the live stream, and I'm also going to use pseudonyms for these individuals' names for their security, because in 2020, If you go back to that slide right before, in in 2020, there was the biggest protest since the fall of the Berlin Wall in Belarus, where the people have just had enough. Lukashenko just said he just won the election again by 80%, and all the people in the country realized nobody voted for him. (laughs) And so you see the flag that they're flying here is not the flag when you Google flag of Belarus, but is that national flag that that they want and they wish they could have gone back to. Now, the first example of a TCM graduate, Slava, he is on his fourth church plant currently. He is a Belarusian man who became a Christian because his grandma was a Christian, and even though his dad was a part of the KGB and uh, prohibited him from becoming a Christian, he fell in love with Jesus, and he began answering his calling to plant churches and share to other Belarusians about the love of Jesus. And he says that TCM didn't make me go and plant churches or I didn't even make me decide to, but TCM taught me how to be a disciple making church planner. And now on his fourth church, I have met some of the individuals from his church. And you see, after only six months of being a Christian, they're talking to me about these other men and women that they're discipling and they're bringing along. And it's so humbling to see that disciple making culture that Slava has built in his church planning network. Most recently, in 2020, when all of this uh, political catastrophes went up, and again, we didn't really see it in our headlines because we were too busy with our own drama in, in 2020, but when everybody started looking for where is the truth, where is the freedom, People like Slava and other TCM graduates and other Christian leaders in the nation says there is hope, there is truth. It's not ever going to be in a political leader, but we can look to God and find truth, meaning, and purpose in life. One of the many things that he started to do is he started this YouTube channel, where he speaks out, not anything political, not directly against the government, but speaks out on where to find truth and where to find hope. People are coming to this. There are even non-Christians who are coming and helping him with his videos because they see the need that of their country for what Jesus can offer. It's posted on many different Christian um, broadcasting networks in the country, but even some secular ones, again, that are taking his videos and posting it and telling people, this is where you can find truth. Just recently got an update from Slava, and he's just mentioning that with these protests, of course, any government that has to do things secretly has to oppress to keep the peace, so to speak. And he says Christians now even are fearful of doing normal things. He said one of his church members was even arrested just because he looked suspicious. And it's a time where people are depressed, people are looking for hope, and it's a time that I believe the church, we can pray for our brothers and sisters in Belarus. I'm gonna give you one example of one other TCM graduate Igor, he's on the top left of this picture. Excuse me, the top right. And he has—he was in our very first graduating class of, of TCM in 1995. And he has a very prominent position for the Christian church in Belarus. And because of that, when all of these things happened in 2020, this is uh, COVID notwithstanding. I mean, th- these are things that are on top of the pandemic as, as well. They looked to Igor during this time of uncertainty and said, what does the church have to say about what's going on? And he, just because of his prominent position in the church, and I don't mean the local church where he pastors, but I mean the capital C church, the church in Belarus, he has been able to speak out this same truth, the same gospel message that Slava is also preaching. And there's a big piece in the Christian standard about this man and what he is doing and how he is trying to lead his country to tell others about Jesus and to, again, not get political, but to stand up for what the Bible says and how we are to love one another. Now, TCM, of course, is not against foreign missionaries at all. In fact, so much of the work we have done was built on the foundation of what foreign missionaries have done. But it's, time li- it's times like these where we see many foreign missionaries who are either kicked out of the country or have to flee and go back to their home countries for their safety. We see these native Christian leaders that, of course, are not leaving because it's their home. It's where they live. And in some places in Belarus, it's very hard to even leave right now because of how the government has closed their borders. We believe that by the that the training of Christian leaders to reach their own people for Christ is one of the best ways that we can share the gospel with so many others. And this isn't the only crazy political thing that TCM's experienced in our history. I mean, four years ago we had the, the war that broke out between Russia and Ukraine, and then just a few years ago these things in Azerbaijan going on. I'm gonna share this final picture of this map of TCMs, where TCM is working. Currently working in 20, we have mentoring centers in 26 different countries, or 26 mentoring centers in 20 different countries. We have about 1,000 students who are traveling to these mentoring centers to receive the training that they need so that they can be better equipped to reach their own people for Christ. So I'd like to pray to end out specifically for Belarus. Father, we thank you for how you are working and moving in this world. And Lord, we pray for the country of Belarus and the Christian leaders there. We pray that you give them power through the Holy Spirit to do amazing and mighty works only through you and only by you. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.
0: Jeff and Tom, thank you so much for sharing. And uh, if you're new to Lebanon Christian Church, if this is your first time watching online, it may seem a little weird that we're celebrating these things. And and none of this is to um, highlight how we may think we're better than anybody, but but there's no harm. And it's actually good for us to celebrate what God is doing, to be reminded that he is at work and he uses us. We all wanna be a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. And the best way to do that is to be a part of God's kingdom And so I'm so thankful for people that are serving uh, in in places like Myanmar, in Mexico, uh, in Belarus, in United States of America. And God uses us to be a vehicle of his presence to draw near to people. Uh, As we look out at what's coming for Lebanon Christian Church, we'll be looking at the spiritual discipline of service in the coming weeks. Uh, We wanna celebrate today. We also wanna be challenged in this series And so you're gonna be encouraged to see how your life can be expended on behalf of the gospel and honor God in the midst of that in the coming weeks. So I'm excited for that journey ahead. A couple special serving opportunities that are coming I just wanna share with you. One is August the 14th, uh, we are going to be packing meals uh, for International Disaster Emergency Services. Those meals get used all around the world to help people when they experience disasters. We'll be packing 15,000 meals that Saturday morning, nine to noon. It's gonna require 40 individuals um, probably fourth grade and up is the best age. And uh, those spots, we'll be showing you how to register for those in the coming days. That um, you can be a part of packing those meals. That same weekend on August 15th, we're doing something special here at Lebanon Christian Church. We're calling it our Serve Fest. More details will be coming out uh, uh, next Sunday and the week after that. But we're going to be having one worship experience at 10 a.m. in this room uh, for those of you that are normally a part of these worship Experiences. We'll still have our ministry environments for children and preschool, including birth through kindergarten. We'll have all those things available. And at 1045, we'll dismiss. Uh, we'll go outside, weather permitting. We'll go throughout our building if there's inclement weather. And our ministries that have serving opportunities will have booths set up with carnival style games, uh, information about serving roles. There will be food. Our team has done such a great job on uh, our Beast Feast men's meals in previous years, preparing some good barbecue for that that day. And we're going to Eat and celebrate and visit with one another and learning about the ways that you can be involved in serving at Lebanon Christian Church. If you've got littles, um, we're going to have a couple inflatables here. Preschool playground, main playground are going to be open. And so it's going to be a great time for us to to see how we can be engaged in serving our King. Uh, I want to pray again because you can't pray too much. And we're going to sing a song together. Father, thank you. Thank you for what's been shared this morning thank you for the work of fame and the work of TCM and the work of so many other global partners. God, I thank you for the people of Lebanon Christian Church. I thank you for those who continue to use their energy, their abilities, their talents, uh, their spiritual gifts to bring you close to people. Uh, May you be honored through what we do. May you be praised and may your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.